0: Welcome to Her Art Podcast, a project for art lovers, especially art created by women. In our seventh episode, we will talk about Frida Kahlo, the artist that never painted dreams, just the reality. My name is Nat Andreev, and I'm going to tell you seven curious facts that you didn't know about one of the most iconic artists of the 20th century. With a biography that has sparked innumerable books and an Oscar-winning film. Kahlo's paintings themselves are deeply personal, replete with symbolism that narrates the story of her life. (music) Curious fact number one. At age six, Frida contracted polio. Not only does this cause her right leg to be shorter and thinner than her left, something long skirts help her disguise, But it kept her out of school for quite some time. After joining the elite national preparatory school in 1922, she became immersed in indigenismo, a new sense of Mexican cultural pride. Thus, to show her commitment to Mexican culture and disguise the fact that she was older, she shaved three years off her age. For the rest of her life, she declared that she was born on July 7, 1910, the year the Mexican Revolution started. Curious fact number two. As a child, Kahlo dreamed of being a doctor, with art being a side hobby, nurtured by her father who was a photographer. That dream ended at age 18. When Kahlo and her boyfriend at the time were involved in a horrific accident, the wooden bus they were traveling on collided with a streetcar, which caused an iron handrail to impale Kahlo through the pelvis. The near fatal injuries kept Kahlo hospitalized for months. It was during this time that Kahlo's father created a special easel that allowed her to paint in bed. The accident would cause Kahlo to live her life in chronic pain, and she would frequently need surgery to help with her spinal injuries. Curious fact number three. Kahlo folded in symbols from her Mexican culture and allusions to her personal life. She famously declared, I pain myself because I'm so often alone because I'm the subject I know best. 55 of her 143 paintings are self-portraits, which is perhaps understandable when thinking about how much time she spent on her own while recovering from a variety of health issues. Her introspective work is made all the more impactful by her use of self-portrait to express her internal struggles and physical and mental suffering. On May 11, 2016, at the first auction to put a major Frito work up for sale, her 1939 painting, Two Nudes in the Forest, The Earth Itself, sold for over $8 million, the highest auction price then paid for any work by a Latino artist. Hey, please don't forget that every day of the month, you can participate in our giveaway. Post an artwork created by a female artist, tag her art on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll reward you with wall art and feminist stickers. Don't worry if you leave abroad, I will mail everything to you. So who's your favorite artist? Let's transform social media in our most diverse and representative gallery. Curious fact number 4. When Calo met Rivera, she was a student and he was already a father of 4 and on his way to his second divorce. Despite the 20 year age difference, the pair quickly fell for each other, spurring Rivera to leave his second wife and wed Calo in 1929. From there, they were each other's greatest fans and supporters when it came to their art. But their 10-year marriage was wrought with fits of temper and infidelities on both sides. They divorced in 1939, only to remarry a year later. Paintings like Self-Portrait with Torn Necklace and Hummingbird, The Two Fridas, and The Love Embrace of the Universe boldly illustrated their relationship from Kahlo's perspective. Curious fact number five. Kahlo's place in popular culture began to rise in 1970s when scholars began questioning the exclusion of female, non-Western artists from the history books. Her openness with her sexuality, she was bisexual, and her gender-bending dress has made her an iconic figure in the LGBT community. Her fierce pride in her Mexican roots and promotion looking away from Mexico's colonial roots have also made her a source of pride for Chicanos. The term Frida mania has been used to describe the phenomenon with the 21st century romanticism of Kahlo's life, almost overshadowing her true history. The 21st century Frida is both a star, a commercial property complete with fan clubs and merchandising, and an embodiment of the hopes and aspirations of a near-religious group of followers," states art historian Oriana Badley in her essay for Tate Modern Frida catalog. This wild, hybrid Frida, a mixture of tragic Bohemian, Virgin of Guadalupe, revolutionary heroine, and Salma Hayek has taken such a hold on the public imagination that it tends to obscure the historically retrievable (music) calo. Curious fact number six. Thanks to the National Sound Library of Mexico, we may now, for sure, know what did her voice sound like. The library has unearthed what they believe could be the first known voice recording of calo. Taking from a pilot episode of a radio show which aired after her death. The episode featured a profile of Carlos artist, Diego Rivera. In it, she reads from her essay, Portrait of Diego, celebrating 50 years of Rivera's work. He's a gigantic, immense child with a friendly face and a sad gaze. She says, as translated by Aja's France Press, his high, dark, extremely intelligent, and big eyes rarely hold still. They almost come out of their sockets because of their swollen and protuberant eyelids, like a twad's. They allow his gaze to take in a much wider visual field, as if they were built especially for a painter of large spaces and crowds. And now, Let's hear this in Spanish.
1: Con su cabeza asiática, sobre la que nace un pelo oscuro, tan delgado y fino que parece flotar en el aire, es un niño grandote, inmenso, de cara amable y mirada triste. Sus ojos altones, oscuros, inteligentísimos y grandes, están difícilmente detenidos, casi fuera de las órbitas por párpados hinchados y protuberantes como de batracio. Sirven para que su mirada abarque un campo visual mucho más amplio, como si estuvieran construidos especialmente para un pintor de espacios y multitudes, y muy pocas veces desaparece de su boca búdica, de labios carnosos, una sonrisa irónica y tierna flor de su imagen, viéndolo desnudo se piensa inmediatamente en un niño rana, parado sobre las patas de atrás, sus hombros infantiles, angostos y redondos terminan en unas manos maravillosas, pequeñas y de fino dibujo, sensibles y sutiles como antenas que comunican con el universo entero, es asombroso que esas manos hayan servido para pintar tanto y trabajen todavía infatigablemente. Y con una conmovedora ternura culmina este relato, diciendo... Su forma es la de un monstruo entrañable al cual la abuela, antigua ocultadora, la materia necesaria y eterna, la mujer, entre todas ellas, yo, quisiera siempre tenerlo en brazos como a un niño recién nacido.
0: Curious fact number seven. Have you ever heard this quote? I am my own muse, the subject I know best, the subject I want to know better. You may think it belongs to Frida because you saw it on UN Women page or Victoria and Albert Museum profile. In actuality, it belongs to Oromaelewa, a visual performance artist who creatively tells stories through photography. Performance and art. It is unknown where, how or why this started, but the takeaway is that it happened at all. Sadly, we live in a world where you have to know and trust your sources of information and still take it with a grain of salt. Beyond Alewa having to fight for her legacy, no matter how trivial the issue, perhaps the real tragedy is that things like this happen far too often. Alewa has a little over 50k Instagram followers and her story is still low on the radar. So imagine being an artist with less than 1K followers and how easy it could be for someone to steal your work and pass it off as their own. Much for listening to the seventh episode of Her Art Podcast, a project for art lovers, especially art created by women. If you want to follow more of what we do, find us on Facebook and Instagram. Tune in next month when I'm going to tell you about Amy Sherrill, the first black woman to paint an official portrait of the First Lady. See you later.